Yes, friend. We are back. We are back. On this beautiful overcast day. Yes. We might actually get rain. I think oh. it's called rain. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is, but it might happen. They say water falls from the sky. What? Oh, a miracle here in the San Joaquin Valley. That would be something. I'd like to see it with my own eyes. Me too. <laughs> I'm not sure it's a reality. <laughs> I'm not sure I believe it. It's myth. It's a myth. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Yes. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Doing good. That's good. Doing good. We're we're pressing along. Yes. Hopefully everything is kind of taking a turn for the for something better towards the end of this whole thing. Right. That's right. We'll pray for our country and that's right. Hope that it goes well. Oh my goodness. Yes. But otherwise, yes, everything's good. Yes. Anything you want to talk about before we get started? No. Anything on your mind? No. How about you? You know, the only thing is uh, what you were talking about the other day, because you lead, no, you lead uh, a group at your church. Yes. But you were feeling as though maybe you weren't ready to lead the group. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, I feel I wasn't worthy. Because I felt that... It just, it was on my heart that yeah. that you felt that way. And he wouldn't have put you in that situation unless you were ready. Because yeah. he doesn't put us in situations unless we're ready. Right. So I don't know. I was just thinking about maybe other people might be in situations where they're like, I, I, there's no way I can do this. Why would God put me in that situation? But just that he wouldn't even do that unless you're ready. I thank you for that. And you texted me, and I appreciated that so much. I really needed to hear that. You prayed for me, and I felt so at ease last night because of that. You put, you know, thank mm. you for praying for me, and, and you're right. Mm. And like we always say, what we're there, but he will make sure he has what needs to be said mm. come out of our mouths, or let the people's ears hear that. Yes. So thank you for that so much. Yeah, and I think that's just the devil kind of squeaking in there telling you, nope, can't do it. Yeah. This is this is wrong. Yes, and it's easy to tell people that, but mm -hmm. when then when you're there, it was frightening. Yeah, because there are, there are aspects and qualities about you that people need to be around at that certain time and that certain situation where God can speak through you. Well, thank you. I, I hope so. I pray. You're right. That's true. I wouldn't have been asked if God didn't want me there. Yeah. Yes. And I felt at ease doing it last night, and I hope people felt at ease with me. That's true. And there's people in the Bible that didn't feel it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. here we go. Yeah. It just it continues. Yes. It doesn't change. No, not at all. All, All right. right. Well, let's get cracking. Um, would you like to start us some sure. prayer? Okay. Lord, I know you are with me and love me. Please give me peace of mind as I prepare for this time of study. Help me to focus on my Bible and notes. Keep me from all distractions so that I'll make the best use of this time that is available to me. Give me insight that I might understand what I am studying and help me to remember it when the time comes. 
Above all, I thank you for the ability to be able to study and for the many gifts and talents that you have given me. Help me always to use them in such a way that they honor you and do justice to myself. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay, so we are talking about Numbers chapters 15 through 19. And let's uh, do a quick recap of Numbers chapters uh, chapter 10 verses 11 through 36 through 14. Uh, the cloud was lifted from the tabernacle and the Israelites had set out from Mount Sinai. And they started to complain again at their situation. Um, the Lord had sent a large amount of quail to the Israelites. Miriam and Aaron, uh, who were Moses, who yeah were Moses' siblings, became jealous of his status. Um, a group was sent to scout Canaan and report back to the Israelites. Caleb and Joshua were the only ones from the group to accurately describe Canaan. And God wanted to wipe out the Israelites, but Moses always prayed for them. Uh, the Lord had told the Israelites they would all drop dead during their travels, and no one over 20 would enter the promised land, with Caleb and Joshua being the exceptions. And then the Lord made the Israelites wander the desert for 40 years. Yes. Now, is there anything else you wanted to add to that? No, I'm not there with you. Okay, so let's move on to chapter 15. Um, so Israelites are still wandering in the desert, and the Lord told Moses the Israelites must, off, must offer uh, special gifts to the Lord when they arrive in the promised land. And he then went on to explain in detail the different offerings and what each one represented. So you had the voluntary, the grain, the burnt offerings, etc., and if the Israelites unintentionally failed to do what the Lord commanded through Moses, they would present a specific offering and Israel would be forgiven. And if they intentionally sinned, they must be cut off from the community. Um, did you have any notes for any of that part? I just, um, let's see. God was willing to forgive those who made unintentional errors if they realized their mistakes quickly and corrected them. However, those who brazenly and deliberately sinned received a harsher judgment. Intentional sin grows out of an improper attitude toward God. A child who knowingly disobeys his parents, challenges their authority, and dares them to respond. Both the act and the attitude have to be dealt with. Mm. And God has been very um, consistent Definitely. This, this whole time. And he and he will be, but he's shown consistency with the Israelites. You know, this is the way it is. If it's, you know, unintentional, then you're all good. Yeah. But if it's intentional, watch out. Exactly. And they they give an example of they go they go straight into an example of it with um the man who broke the Sabbath. Yes. Because, okay, so some Israelites found a man gathering wood on the Sabbath, and the Sabbath is sundown Friday through sundown Saturday. He was taken before the community, and the Lord told Moses he must be put to death, and the community stoned him outside the camp. So, I think we are to gather, the man knew better. Mm -hmm. He knew better, and he was going to be, he was going to be punished. Exactly. Did you have notes for that? I just have um, 
Stoning a man for gathering wood on Sabbath seems like a severe punishment, and it was. The act was a deliberate sin, defying God's law against working on the Sabbath. A deliberate sin, which is defying God's law against working on the Sabbath. Mm. Perhaps the man was taking advantage of everyone else while they were at home resting, in addition to breaking the Sabbath. So he may have been taking the wood, you know, that other people were supposed to get, you know, while they're home resting. Mm -hmm. And then also not working on the day he was not to. Yeah. So the, the Lord made an example of yes, him. Yes, he did. Yeah. Now, okay, Numbers chapter 15, verses 37 through 41. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Throughout the generations to come, you must make tassels for the hems of your clothing and attach them with a blue cord. When you see the tassels, you will remember and obey all the commands of the Lord, instead of following your own desires and defiling yourselves as you are prone to do. The tassels will help you remember that you must obey all my commands and be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt that I might be your God. I am the Lord your God. So that's, we've heard that before, that yes. end part. Mm-hmm. Now these, the tassels, those are, those, like some people now still wear the tassels. Yeah. I think they do. I'm pretty sure, like, some some Jewish folk, um, like, I think especially, like, on the East Coast. Yes. We don't really see it here too no. much, but... And probably, like, in larger cities. I would imagine, yeah. Like, uh, where there's a bigger... Like, Jewish community. community mm-hmm. in one place, wouldn't you? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, did you have note for that part? I did. Mm-hmm. These t- the, the tassels were to remind people not to seek after their own lustful desires, but to seek the Lord. Idol worship is self-centered, focusing on what a person can get from serving an idol. Good luck, prosperity, long life, and success in, in battle were expected from the gods. So were power and prestige. The worship of God is the author. Opposite, believers are to be selfless rather than self-centered. Instead of expecting God to serve us, we are to serve Him, expecting nothing in return. We serve God for who He is, not what we can get from Him. Yes, that's really important to remember. Yes, it sure is. Okay, did you have anything else for chapter 15? I don't. Okay, Okay, so moving on to chapter 16. But this was something. Oh. So Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, uh-huh. um, and 250 fellow Levites incited a rebellion against Moses and Aaron. And if you wouldn't mind reading Numbers uh, chapter 16, verse 3. Just verse 3. Okay. It said, They united against Moses and Aaron and said, You have gone too far. Far. The whole community of Israel has been set apart by the Lord, and he is with all of us. What right do you have to act as though you are greater than the rest of the Lord's people? Do you, this is just, we're just talking it through. Do you think at this point Moses, he wasn't surprised by these reactions anymore? At first probably, but now maybe he expected it. I think so. Especially when it came from his siblings. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I do. I think he just, he wouldn't be surprised by anything. Hmm. Did you have a note for that part? Yes. Okay. Cora and his associates had seen the advantages of the priesthood in Egypt. Egyptian priests had great wealth and political influence, something Cora wanted for himself. Cora may have assumed that Moses, Aaron, and his sons were trying to make the Israelite priesthood the same kind of political machine, and he wanted to be a part of it. He did not understand that Moses' main ambition was to serve God rather than control others. You know, if your purpose in life, if your what you think life is all about is having money, success, on top of the, you know. Like earthly. Earthly things. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's your, then say you get all of that. Then what? It would never be enough. It's never enough. Yeah. And when we serve, when we, when our focus is on God and Christ, we're fulfilled immediately. And if your joy comes in Christ, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hard to understand until you have accepted him and until you are daily in the word and you start to make that a habit yes because your your happiness can be found in him oh absolutely yeah and it's not of this world your happiness cannot be of this world yeah and then the whole thing is you're going to live and live for you know with him forever yeah so and it's like think about it because we've all done it it's not just like certain people you you'll try you try to fill voids you know in your life oh well you know what these shoes are really going to make me happy this person's going to make me happy or whatever your thing is but that's not it no and all of us have done that. oh totally please and we probably still do sometimes sure Sure, because it is fun to go out and get a little something, which is fine. But as long as it's not the main source of your happiness. Right. And, and right. Yeah. It's not the main source of your happiness. Yes. And no one can do follow the 10 commandments. Mm -hmm. I want, I know a lot of people think, oh, I'm not doing that. There's no possible way to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think people get down on themselves about that. I mean, if you're trying and you're, you're trying to do it, that's what, that's it. You know, if you've accepted him and nothing of this world will ever make you happy. Yeah. You know, I just, just like this guy, look. Yeah. Cora, you know, and the thing is, is we, we are people who worship things. Mm -hmm. Humans worship things. Yes. So uh, no matter what. A human being is made. It's in our DNA. We are we're built to worship something. Mm-hmm. So let's you figure out what you're going to worship. And you have to work at it because the world does not help you. No. <laughs> you go to the store, you watch TV, and all it's telling you is you're not quite good enough. Right. You know, you, you're looking at magazines and all they're telling you is 
you're not quite good enough, but this is how it can get better. Yeah. And it's not God. No. <laughs> no, there's nowhere, you know, advertising him. No. I mean, sometimes like where we live, there's a little town right, right down the street, Madeira, and there's two billboards, mm. one on each side, and it's, one says, we need to talk. And then it has a dash and it says, God. Hmm. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that And then that on one. the other side it says, um, do you know how much I love you or something? Okay. Then it has a dash and God. Those are the, I mean, let's have those around. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. And, and we have a Savior that died for us. I mean, if you could literally think about that in your head and literally, I mean, really think about that meditate on that that a human being died for you yeah nails were put into his hands yeah when he was alive i mean you just think about that for a minute today i was listening to my favorite song he will hold me fast and i that is literally the gospel mm. that song is the gospel okay S- sang and i just started crying oh because it's just, you know, it's saying sometimes my love is cold, you know, as a human being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about what he did and like someone died for me mm-hmm. of a, a God's son. Yeah. He, he sent his own, he sent his son. Yeah. He knowing yeah. what was going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus knew what was going to happen to him. I mean, literally he knew. Gosh. And and at one point he did say, God, if, if you want to take this away from me. Mm. You know, so it takes a lot to get to that point of the sorrow in our hearts sometimes. I'm just saying we want, we want everyone saved. Of course he does. Sure. But, you know, again, it's nothing of this earth is going to make you happy. That's why people keep buying and buying and buying and yeah. buying a bigger car, a bigger house, a blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's what the whole makeup industry is based on, making you feel like you're not quite pretty. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're God not... isn't going to do it, but this makeup will. Yeah. Uh, you know, or or um, plastic surgery or oh. this or that. We all have friends. We're all beautiful in our own way. Yeah. But, you know, I could go on. Well, and we've said it before, but there comes a peace, an inner peace. Yes. With it. There really does. Yeah. You know, I think Robin and I, we've talked about this before. We've never had a jealousy problem. No. You and I either. We've talked about this many times. Thank God. Mm -hmm. But some people do. Yeah. They're jealous of other people that have stuff. But... We've never had that problem, thank God. But, you know, I think if someone does and they start getting into the Bible and pray, you've got to pray about these things. Mm -hmm. It will leave you. Yeah. It really will. Uh, We've had issues. I've had issues with other things and about having anger against people that have hurt me and it's gone. Yeah. Which I never thought it would ever be gone. So, you know. Patience. Patience. Yeah. We get off on a tangent. Well, that's okay, because you know what? Someone needed to hear that. Yes. And you know what about those billboards? You you don't know how many seeds they've planted with those billboards. Yeah. 
I mean, no kidding. You because know. that's going to Yosemite, right? Oh, is it? Okay. Isn't it? If you go through Madeira. I don't know. Ah, Barry. I bet you could get. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just think of the people. Yeah. I just, you know, I see those every time. And there's a house on the way to your house on, well, on the way to your house. There's a house that has on the fence, John 316. And I'm like, you know, you don't know. You don't You just know. don't know. Like, there might be just this one person who sees it and is like, what's that all about? Yeah. That person probably felt like, you know what? I just feel like I'm supposed to be a seed planter. Mm-hmm. Because not all of us are supposed to take people all the way. Yeah. You know? Yes. Everyone has their purpose. Yeah. Yeah. That's right by a high school, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, praise God. Mm-hmm. For that person. And no one's messed with it. Never. No. It's always been just fine. Just right there. Imagine if every house did that. Yeah, that'd be something. That would be something. But it's special being like that. Mm -hmm. I know. It's It's not blaring. No, no, no. It's not like in Mm -hmm. your face or anything. It's just just right there. You know. Same color as the the fence. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I know right where. Yeah. I know it. Yeah, praise God. I know. So, alrighty. Uh, okay, so continuing on in chapter 16. So we were talking about... About Korah. Yes, so Korah. So now, continuing, Moses, he immediately fell face down when he heard all this. And, and told them the Lord will show them the following day who is holy. And this is such an amazing story. Moses also told them that God already gave the Levites a special ministry, which he did. Yeah. And it's just, they didn't want to see it. They didn't want to appreciate that. Right. They, they wanted what they perceived as the power that came with it. Um, did you have notes for that part? I had Moses saw through their charge. Moses saw through their charge to their true motivation Some of the Levites wanted the power of the priesthood. Like Korah, we often desire the special qualities God has given others. Korah had significant, worthwhile abilities and responsibilities of his own. But in the end, his ambition for more caused him to lose everything. Everything. Inappropriate ambition is greed in disguise. Concentrate on finding the special purpose God has for you instead of wishing you were in someone else's shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once again, patience. Yes. It can be very frustrating God. because it can be years and years and years before God reveals it to you because you need to be ready. Yeah. You know, he needs to get you ready. So you have to have patience. It'll come. But whenever, yeah. Yeah. Um, if I could say one more Go thing. Go ahead, please. Um, the story of Korah gave numerous warnings to lead to not lead us in certain desires. Mm-hmm. So it said, um, don't let desire for what someone else has made someone else has make you discontent with what you already have. Don't try to raise your own self-esteem by attacking someone else's. Don't use part of God's word to support what you want rather than allowing its entirety to shape your wants. 
Don't expect to find satisfaction in power and position. God may want to work through you in the position you are now in. I love those. Yes. Especially, now all four, wonderful. Uh, I really like two and three. Um, Especially, so don't try to raise your own self-esteem by attacking someone else's. Mm -hmm. That is so important nowadays Mm. with the computer with social media with everything because i think you know a lot of people feel like i can just say whatever and it's not going to affect anybody right it does it does it does so you know don't try to lift yourself up by breaking down someone else yeah for sure yeah um and then also don't use part of god's word to support what you want and we had talked about that before you, you can't just take little bits and pieces where you want and mold them to what you need to, you know, need to say. Yes. Talk about the whole thing. Exactly. That is exactly true. Yes. Um, okay. So the Lord appeared to the whole community and wanted to instantly destroy the insiders. But Moses and Aaron fell face down and pleaded with God to spare them. All the time, to- this whole time, Moses just constantly praying for the Israelites, praying for the Israelites. It's amazing. I know. It really I is. I mean, I've always went through with them. Yes. Goodness, his heart. But the Lord, this was something. The Lord split open the earth and swallowed the men, their households, their followers, and everything they owned. And then the earth closed over them. I could, could you believe that? No. I mean, it wasn't a slaughter, at least. And the Lord wasted no time. No. He's like, nope, not having it. I mean, yeah. At this this point, people had to have been like, what just happened? Where did they go? Where did they go? They're done. Yeah. It's just the visuals on this. I know. Um, Did you have notes for this part? Um, I had, although the families of Dathan and Abram were swallowed up, the sons of Korah were not wiped out. Mm. Um, I had a note. Moses clearly stated what God intended to do to the rebels. He did this so everyone would have to choose between following Korah or following Moses, God's chosen leader. When God asks us to make a fundamental choice between siding with wicked people or siding with him, we should not hesitate but commit ourselves to be 100% on the Lord's side. Yeah. And, Amy, even though all this happened, the next day, the people were complaining again. Like, they were they were criticizing Moses and Aaron. Like, how could you let this happen? I know. Okay, Numbers chapter 16, verse 42. As the community gathered to protest against Moses and Aaron, they turned toward the tabernacle and saw that the cloud had covered it and the glorious presence of the Lord appeared. That must have been amazing. Mm. The Lord was going to destroy all the people who complained, but Moses and Aaron looked to save them and make them right with the Lord. The burned incense, oh, they burned incense and purified the people as the Lord sent a plague down. My I mean, goodness. they just, they just saw the, the, the earth open up. Yeah. 
Did you have a note for that part? Just one day after Korah and his followers were executed for grumbling and complaining against God, the Israelites started all over with more muttering and complaining. Their negative attitude only caused them to rebel even more and not and to not and to bring about even greater trouble. It eroded their faith in God and encouraged thoughts of giving up and turning back. The path to open rebellion against God be begins with dissatisfaction and skepticism, then moves to grumbling about both God and present circumstances. Next comes bitterness and resentment, followed finally by rebellion and open hostility. If you are often dissatisfied, skeptical, complaining, or bitter, beware. These attitudes lead to rebellion and separation from God. Any choice to side against God is a step in the direction of letting go of him completely and making your own way through life. Oh, well, that's a truth. Yeah. Uh -uh. Did you have anything else for chapter 16? No. Okay, so chapter 17. This is just an amazing, amazing story, chapter 17. Yes. Um, would you mind reading verses 1 through 5, please? Yes, sure. Um, number, the budding of Aaron's staff. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel to bring you twelve wooden staffs, one from each leader of Israel, Israel's ancestral tribes, and inscribe each leader's name on his staff. Inscribe Aaron's name on the staff of the tribe of Levi, for there must be one staff for the leader of each ancestral tribe. Place these staffs in the tabernacle in front of the ark containing the tablets of the covenant, where I meet with you. Buds will sprout on the staff belonging to the man I choose. Then I will finally put an end to the people's murmuring and complaining against you. Mm. Okay, Gosh. so the next day, so that all happens the yes. next day, Aaron's staff sprouted, budded, blossomed, and produced ripe almonds. Ah. The Lord told Moses to place Aaron's staff permanently before the Ark of the Covenant to serve as a warning to rebels. I was thinking about it, and the whole thing with the almonds is fascinating to me because the the Israelites must have been so familiar with the almonds and the process of the growing of the almonds because it had to be something that they would all know. Yes. Just couldn't happen overnight. They must have, yeah. What it took yes. for that to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Now, oh. Did you uh, have a note for that part? After witnessing spectacular miracles, seeing the Egyptians punished by plagues and experiencing the actual presence of God, the Israelites still complained and reveled. We wonder how they could be so blind and ignorant, yet we often repeat the same platform. We have centuries of evidence. But the, oh, the Bible in many translations and the convincing results of archaeological and historical studies but people today continue to disobey God and go their own way. Like the Israelites, we are more concerned about our physical condition than our spiritual condition. 
We can escape this pattern only by paying attention to all the signs of God's presence that we have been given. Has God guided and protected you? Has he answered your prayers? Do you know people who have experienced remarkable blessings and healings? Do you know Bible stories about the way God has led his people? Focus your thoughts on what God has done and rebellion will become unthinkable. The Lord then must, not must, but I wonder if he uh, just does things specifically for each person so they would understand. You know what I mean? Because yes. it was so specific, the almonds. They had intimate knowledge of the almonds and how the life cycle of it and whatnot. So I wonder if he kind of shows us different things the way we could understand it. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. That's amazing. Yeah. Like something that he would say to you or show you I wouldn't make sense to me. I'd be right. like, oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Oh, for sure. Um, anything else for chapter 17? Not that I have. No. Okay. So chapter 18. So Numbers chapter 18 verses 5 through 7. You yourselves must perform the sacred duties because now we're talking about the priests and the Levites and the duties they perform. You yourselves must perform the sacred duties inside the sanctuary and at the altar. If you follow these instructions, the Lord's anger will never again blaze against the people of Israel. I myself have chosen your fellow Levites from among the Israelites to be your special assistants. They are a gift to you, dedicated to the Lord for service in the tabernacle. But you and your sons, the priests, must personally handle all the priestly rituals associated with the altar and with everything behind the inner curtain. I am giving you the priesthood as your special privilege of service. Any unauthorized person who comes too near the sanctuary will be put to death. Once again, laying it out. Just like it is. Yes, specifically. These are your duties. This is what you, what you are supposed to do as, as the Levites. You don't need to know anything more right now. You're all good. Yeah, and listen, if someone comes too close, they're going <laughs> to die. Now that's it. Did you understand? Let's read that again. <laughs> Let's repeat. Yeah, and he just said it and it is what it is. <laughs> that's you, it. Did you understand? Yeah. Now he said it. Yeah. Okay. But he's been doing it this whole time. I know. Yeah. I, I, at some point you almost feel like saying, do I need to repeat myself? Yeah. I know. So the Lord then told Aaron uh, what portions of the offerings the Levites were allowed and the rules which were attached to them. And then would you mind reading Numbers chapter 18 verses 20 and 21? Not at all. And the Lord said to Aaron, You priests will receive no allotment of land or share of property among the people of Israel. I am your share and your allotment. As for the tribe of Levi, your relatives, I will compensate them for their service in the tabernacle. Instead of an allotment of land, I will give them the tithes from the entire land of Israel. Love it. Yeah. So he's like, once again, letting them know this is how it's going to be when you get to the promised land, you're going to be taken care of. Yeah. You're going to get the tithes of the entire land of Israel. There we are. Yes. Um, did you have a note for, for anything? I don't have a note for that. 
Okay, I had a note for there. Even the Levites who were ministers had to tithe to support the Lord's work. No one was exempt from returning to God a portion of what was received. Though the Levites owned no land and operated no great enterprises, they were to treat their income the same as everyone else did by giving a portion to care for the needs of the other Levites and of the tabernacle. The tithing principle is still relevant. God expects all his followers to supply the material needs of those who devote themselves to meeting the spiritual needs of the community of faith. Ask God to direct you about what you should give and to help you give generously. Okay, so chapter 19. So the Lord described in great detail to Moses and Aaron the process leading up to the purification ceremony, and which performed the rem- for the removal of sin. And it involved, and I had to look up how to pronounce his name, Eliezer, the priest, and the specific rules of performing this purification ceremony. And in the insert, it had said, Eliezer, who was Aaron's son, was an excellent understudy, well-trained for his eventual leading role. Eliezer had been able to observe Moses and Aaron. Now he could learn from watching Joshua. In addition, he had God's laws to guide him as he worked as priest and advisor to Joshua. I love how in our Bible, they give you a little kind of biography on certain people. I do too. I, I really like that. And then did you have a note for chapter 19, anything? I have, what is the significance of the red heifer's ashes? When a person touched a dead body, he was considered unclean, which means unable to approach God in worship. This ritual purified the unclean person so that once again he could offer sacrifices to and worship God. Death was the strongest of defilements because it was the final result of sin. Thus, a special sacrifice, a red heifer, was required. It had to be offered by someone who was not unclean. When it had been burned on the altar, its ashes were used to purify water for ceremonial cleansing, not so much physical as symbolically. The unclean person then washed himself and often his clothes and belongings with this purified water as an act of becoming clean again. Mm -hmm. Because I'm just not that smart, I had to look up, and not look up, but just kind of try to understand, when it says death was the strongest of defilements, because it was the final result of sin, that has to, that goes back to Adam and Eve, doesn't it? Yeah, and yeah, death was the strongest of defilement because it was the final result of sin. Or is it going to pointing to the cross? Well, explain to me. Because the final result of sin, so the final result of sin is God dying on the cross for all of our sins. So once he died on the cross, then we didn't have to do all of these rituals. Okay. And then death is the last sin that will be conquered when Jesus comes again. Okay. Okay. So I, in other words, there won't be no more. So I don't know. There, There's three different ways. Okay. No, yours makes more sense. I was just, I was having I a hard know. time. I was like, hold on. I want to understand this. Well, I may not be right, Robin. I'm sh- No, I'm sure. See yours, the way you explained it made more sense because 
See, at first I was like, well, maybe it was referring to Adam and Eve because they sinned and then they were sent out of of the garden and, and you know, yeah. they didn't live forever. Right. But everything is pointing towards the cross. So that makes sense. I think it's that one. Okay. And I don't know. No, no, no. You're, I believe you're correct. I, I do. I really think that's it. Okay. Okay. No, thank you. That that helps. All right. But I may be wrong. No, you're not wrong. You are not. Now, did you have anything else for chapter 19? Anything you wanted to talk about anywhere in there? No, I don't have nothing else that I have. No. Okay. Well, I think that's it. Okay. Let's give some information out. Okay. Our email is basicbiblestudy19, the number 19 at gmail.com. Our Facebook is at, at my basic Bible study, and the website is mybasicbiblestudy.com. And for next time, we are going to be reading Numbers chapters 20 through 27. Oh, okay. And then I think we only have maybe one session after that. We'll be done with Numbers. Oh my God. Learning so much in Numbers. Yes, we are. I really love, well, I love doing this, but it also gives us an opportunity to dig just a little bit deeper it does i love it is there anything else you wanted to talk about no if they have us need us to pray for them or anything yeah get in contact through through facebook or through the email and we'll get right back to you yes um but yeah we will catch you guys next time god bless